Hello, and welcome to the Digital Workspace Works podcast. I'm Ryan Purvis, your host, supported by our producer Heather Bicknell. In this series, you'll hear stories and opinions from experts in the field, stories from the front lines, the problems they face and how they solve them, the areas they're focused on from technology, people and processes, to the approaches they took that will help you to get to the scripts for the digital workspace inner workings. How are you doing? Very good, thanks. Very good. Very excited. It's all, it's all coming together. So we obviously, uh, you would know this, but not many people know this. We've now launched the, the value community. We've got a first, without even telling people about it, we've already had a few people signing up for it, which is great. And when I say a few, I mean one or two, but that's okay. So this will replace our Slack community that didn't go anywhere. And the reason why it didn't go anywhere, because I just think it didn't have any value, but uh, I've you know, we focus a lot on value for this community, so I think it'll it'll do well. In in that we've got um, some training material, we've got um, obviously the um, the chats and the posts related to to this podcast. We've got another series we're putting together, um, and then we have the value execs community in there as well. So I think it's going to be quite an interesting place to be. Uh, and we're using Circle, which I've been quite impressed with. I think the, the experience with Circle is a bit better than the experience I had with Slack. It's very exciting. Yeah, I saw that. That's awesome. Um, that tool was was new to me. Is it? Uh, how'd you come? How'd you come across? Why did you land on Circle? Um, Tom. So Tom Abernath and I were chatting about it. I can't remember if it was before our episode or or in the episode. We just cut it out. But he he was looking. You know, he's he's kind of a good guy to go to when you're thinking about stuff because he's probably spent the time researching it. So. We were we were chatting about CRMs and you made some recommendations on that and then we we're discussing about communities because obviously being an MVP your your MVP status is very much driven by your network or your your commitment to the community so empowering cloud is is a you know it's a three thousand member I think um, community I can't remember exactly the numbers he gave me uh, but when we were chatting about it he said look you know we built something custom for what we're doing. But if you're really looking for a good platform, the circle looks to be pretty much, you know, one of the better options. Now, so I just took it on face value. I signed up. I, you know, spent a couple late nights putting it together and, and, and that, which is uh, what the, you know, the result is. And when I was looking at it, there were actually there were other vendors that do it. I mean, it's not, they're not the only one. There are others. But a lot of those sunk cost fallacies, you know, you're halfway through it, you might as well stick it out. Uh, there are a few nuances to it that I'm not, entirely blown away by it, but that's just you know my additional sources but I, you know what i like that comes with the mobile app mobile app experience is good so far uh i've asked them if i can change the logo on the mobile app because it's right now it's a circle logo it's not you know not the value logo but i think that'll come but comparing it to some of the other networking networks i'm involved in with their apps it's a pretty good experience in comparison so yeah yeah i'm looking forward to getting people in there uh, and the other thing which which didn't work very well with the with the Slack group is I didn't have a community manager. So I'm I'm basically I'm putting I've got someone in mind for that. I'm just waiting to chat to her about it, and I think that'll help as well. Just to have a a person talking to people and making sure they're okay and making sure there's content coming through, um, and not just content that's generated but through like RSS feeds and that sort of stuff, but like a daily topic. Uh, that's something, and, and I mean, I'm, I'm open to suggestions, and then you know, obviously, I'm contactable in there, as were you, so you can just come and chat to us there. Um, and then the other thing, which I thought was really cool, and I didn't think about it till I literally clicked on it this morning, 
is there's an option to go live in there. So we could actually just do a live broadcast in there, which is quite a scary concept because normally we do this in a record. <laughs> no pressure, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think it'll be fun. Oh, very cool. How are you hoping it'll be used sort of over time? What's the vision? So, so a couple of things. Um, one, there's, there's the interaction of members. So I think one of the challenges I have with Slack, we had about 19 people in there, give or take, but the people didn't network. You know, it kind of had a few people chat and then, you know, maybe it was something happened, but, but it kind of fizzled out pretty quickly. And I think it's because, you know, at that stage, not everyone was uh, using Slack or Teams like they would be now. The So, that, so that's one aspect I think will improve being uh, in circle. Uh, and I mean, that's not a technology thing. I think it's just that, that people are a little bit more comfortable that, with that stuff now across the board. We've got the training courses, which was something I, could, I couldn't really do at the time. We've now developed a whole bunch. We've got five that'll be ready now. We've got another seven in the pipeline. Um, those are mostly paid for, but we're not charging, you know, a huge amount of money. Um, but these are things that I see all the time that I just wish people knew uh, or at least had some information on that they could help. So so we'll, we'll, and we'll test that out and see how that goes. Um, we then also have the, the Value Exec community, which is a place for people that want to do a bit more than what they're doing to go to. So that's a community for fractionals, inter, um, interims, part-time uh, people with experience. Uh, you know, don't necessarily, don't necessarily have to be an exec, but if you know something, you've done something for a while, and you know a lot about it, you can help somebody. Then that's you know that's what that group is for, and that's got its own tiers as well. So we have sort of the community tier. Uh, and the, and that's really access to the opportunities that come through. So so when we get a client that comes through and says, I want a uh, an expert on machine learning to coach our CTO or our CEO on this one day a week or four days a week, whatever it is, for a month, five months, whatever, you know, whatever those things are, those opportunities come through. Uh, same as interim, you know, may need a CMO for six months while they find a CMO and help hire somebody uh, or part-time person which which they're not big enough yet for a CTO but they'll probably you know happily have someone come in and coach the lead developer on strategy uh, which is what I had this morning uh, it was one of those so it, it's it's for that and and I think there's a, a um, as much as the market's very slow going into the, in the summer period where everyone goes on holiday for six weeks there are people that are looking not necessarily to go hire a very senior person but they're looking for someone they can go to and get that expertise uh, for a period of time uh, we'll do a little bit more with that community in the sense of helping them out to get set up and, and that. And, and it's really, you know, using, um, you know, if anyone's interested in joining, they can always reach out to me. But it's it's really to build up the brand of the people involved. Um, so we're very different to the other communities in that respect. Uh, it's not about, the, it's not as much as value execs exists as a brand. It's actually the members we want to build the brand around. But a customer can just come to value execs to find the person. If that makes any sense. And we, and we don't get involved in the commercial stuff. We just, you know, once we have the opportunity, we connect them up with the with a few candidates uh, on a blind basis and they can pick the one they want to talk to. And then from there, it's up to them to to agree the uh, the commercials, um, which is also very different in the market. A lot of these guys try to control everything. We just want to, you know, get people connected with the right people with the right opportunities. Um, and then we have a mastermind uh, which I'm formulating now. So that's also there available to to um, complete a survey on. I've got a few ideas on what the mastermind would look like, but I just want a few people to tell me what, they, what they're looking for. And that'll be a very limited amount, like five or 10 at a time. And 
you know, my kind of idea on it is that you're going to go and get, you know, let's say it's let's say it's five people, you're going to get them coached for three months by a, an expert. Um, they could be coached by a you know global CIO. They could be coached by a, you know a business coach. Whatever the topics are, and then there'll be an accountability exercise. Like what is, you know, you want to go out and be a um, a fractional CTO that that does a whole lot of startups. Well, you need to go and get five. Um, you know, go to go to AngelList, go and find five, go and offer to do the work. Like I met one guy uh, a couple of weeks ago. He he's done his, he's done a few exits and he just looks for startups where he can get equity. He doesn't he doesn't need the salary, he just wants equity. And he's willing to to slice it up and work. And I think that's a great model. I think you can um if you've got the money and you can you know be invested for the long term like that, for the equity upside, then I think that, you know, do it. And then we'll we'll obviously, you know, do what we can to promote them through this podcast and, and the other series that we're doing. So yeah, it's as I say, very exciting. No, oh, it's super exciting. And can anyone join and sign up? Well, I mean, so, so as I say, you've got, you've got to have some expertise. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to. In the general community, not just oh, values. Yeah. I mean, just for the community. Yeah, so, so general community to sign up. You know, anyone who's listening now can just come to, to communityofvalue.ai and, and join. And they'll get instant access to the channels for this podcast and the new series that we're doing, um, plus all the general stuff that we have. And then yeah, what I thought you were asking is, can you just join value execs? Well, you can come and join value execs, but there is a there is a conversation that I would want to have, or Warren uh, would want to have, just to make sure that you know we're not wasting uh, each other's time, and, and that's not meant to be flippant. You know, you could be a, a twenty year old who's 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 very um, keen, and you just don't have the work experience, but you're prepared to put the time and the rest of it. You know, I wouldn't say no to that person per se. Um, but it's just got to make sure that, that that there is that kind of attitude and that kind of stuff. But you know, once that's through, and, and there's a couple of things that we do when we're on board that that the person, uh, you know, then it's building a good community. So great. And I should say, if anyone doesn't isn't too keen on downloading a new, app, I think you can use it in browser as well. Yeah, yeah, and it works quite well out of. Uh, I use it in Safari and in Chrome um, for what I've been doing the last couple of nights. So so yeah, it works well. That's great. Very, very exciting stuff. Well, anything else you want to add on that or anything else that's new for you? No, I think that was the most important thing I wanted to chat about. Um, okay. you know, I think, I think uh, we, we're, we're, we've got such good, you know, from a podcast point of view, we've done so well with, with listenership. I think there needs to be a place to put for people to come to. Um, I'm hoping that's what they see, the, you know, People will see the community as, and uh, it's it's kind of my debate on on whether we get sponsors or, or we try and monetize the the podcast or not. And and if we don't have to because the community works, then then that's great. I think that's that's almost a better thing. Um, and it's not a, it's not an either or. It's you know let's see what works um, with what we're doing. Yeah, it'd be great to get a bit of you know community people talking exchanging ideas. I was looking you know, the other night just at some technology news sections because I've been feeling a little bit like there's so much sameness coming out right now. And just looking through the feed of articles in the technology section, it was like a hundred percent, it was, you know, 95% were AI, just AI, 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 and it's exciting stuff and it's new stuff. And I get it. 
but it's also like the hype train for that just keeps on going. And I feel like it, everyone's starting to get a little bit of that, you know, topic fatigue, AI fatigue. It's like, yeah, we're following it, but there's only so much you can consume. So I'm like, I don't want to just keep talking about AI. I probably could, but uh, what else is happening? I want to know what people are, you know, thinking and feeling and experiencing more in like the world of today. Whereas a lot of the AI stuff is sort of, you know, we're on the fringes of it, right? It's it's more about tomorrow, which the future is always exciting to speculate about. But um, yeah, just love to hear what else is on people's minds right now. Yeah, it's funny you say it because I think as much as AI is doing a lot of stuff, it's you still have the same problems for the most part. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's all good and well to go and, and you see a lot of it on LinkedIn, like here's an AI that helps you write content. Here's an AI that... Um, you know, does your work faster? Whatever, whatever, whatever. Code images, yeah, for each specialization. Yeah, um, which is which is fine. I mean, you know, you know, that's the nature of the course. But I still think you've got to, like some of the training courses that we've put together, you still need to build trust with people. You still need to, uh, you know, like with the, with with uh, what we're doing with value, you know, better realization. You still have to know how to recognize it, and, and you still have to know what to do with it. So an AI is not going to solve that problem for you in today's world. So I think there is a need to to stop talking about AI and to talk more about expertise and, and skills. And, and I was actually listening to a very um, good video by um, a guy that I really like, Adam Hamanzi. Hamanzi, who runs acquisition.com. And he was saying that entrepreneurs that are successful, or people that are successful, I should rather say, uh, have skills and leverage. And skills come, and he used to say experience as well, but he said actually experience comes to your skills anyway. So as long as you've got skills and you've got leverage, you'll do well. And you just got to figure out how to apply your skills to leverage. And I think that's where my irritation probably with, with all this general AI stuff is, it's, it's kind of negating the need that you still have to skill yourself up in order to use the stuff and to actually know if the AI is valuable or not. Mm. And I think that's the, the thing that's going to come back and bite a few people or a few whatevers who haven't, you know, fully understood what they're working with or how to get the most out of it. You know, AI is not going to, it's not a silver bullet. Much like no tool has ever been the silver bullet. Yeah, I totally agree. It reminds me a little bit of thinking about maybe some famous artists throughout history. Think of like Picasso's style and him kind of taking it in a new direction, but he was able to do that because he had the fundamentals of being an incredible artist already and that's what allowed him so it gave him the knowledge to spin off and create his own you know style that continues to influence people for you know many many years to come so sort of akin to that i think that um yeah definitely it's you can't good, just it's, have the style without substance yeah and that's a good point because if you look at the i think it's a mid journey that does all the um the, yeah. the image integration. And they were talking about how Zoom, they brought Zoom in now and they could Zoom out and all that kind of stuff. Picasso, to use your example, he can go draw something and he could change his mind halfway through drawing it and do something different, which makes it creative. Mm-hmm. Whereas the AI will only take, specifically most of the general AI that's being built now, is using patterns of what it's seen before to generate the new pattern. So it, it doesn't have the creativity spark to it. So yes, it can go replicate the Mona Lisa, for example, and merge that with probably another famous painting to give you a new painting that's the combination of the two. But it's not going to be creative in the sense that it had a wisp of inspiration 
and do something different that hadn't been seen before or whatever it is. It's just going to merge two two things together in a, in a way that mathematically makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's what it's doing in the end. It's weighing statistics and averages and, and whatever, regressions. So, yeah, it's interesting in that respect. Yeah, I completely agree. It's what you, the quality of what you put in has a huge impact on the quality of what you put out, but also, yeah, the, what it, you know, the limits of, of what it's capable of and raised a lot of interesting questions around what is art and all that, all that fun stuff um, yeah. that people love to debate as well. And what's copyright and yeah. Well, interesting times. yeah. I mean, someone was asking me that question. I mean, is it is it because generated by AI is copyrighted? And I actually don't know the answer. I actually ask a relevant expert on that and see what he says, because hmm. uh, I don't know. Uh, it's 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 probably the same as you come up with a maths formula. Could you copyright that maths formula if you took if you if you put five numbers together and you and you did like a, a multiplication or a sub? Can you copyright that because it's really just things you put together to get an answer. I think you'd have to probably do a lot more than just spit out some text. I think you have to probably put down, you know, the idea and, and where the where the idea would take you and all that kind of stuff. Which I don't think you can necessarily generate all that. Mm. Without I wonder about traceability too with a lot of the stuff. Sorry, traceability. Traceability. Uh, traceability. Well, I mean, someone would argue that there's nothing. Nothing's new. No, no. I mean you know, this day and age, because you have access to so much information, everything has been thought of. It just has to be applied differently. That's the innovation. Um, I don't know how true that is because we don't know what we don't know. But in, in reality, you know, for most topics, you could ask ChatGDP to give you an answer and it'll come back with an answer. Whether you know it's right or wrong is going to be the question. But, you know, in that respect, you're getting, you're getting answers quicker than you would have if you had to go research something. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, I know there's lots of interesting conversations happening as well, particularly in um, education around tools to try to detect when AI is is being used versus. Yeah, well, this, but, this is this is a longer conversation than, than the two minutes we have left. Yeah. The, the the fundamental problem with education is education is an archaic approach. It doesn't make sense. Like if you look at where we are today in the world, what we do. For 90% of the jobs that you do, the education system is not gearing you up for it. Mm. Uh, in fact, not even the jobs, the lifestyle we live. You know, no one's teaching. Okay, I mean, I'm making very big generalizations. I haven't researched any of this stuff, but I just look at my kids being taught stuff at school, and and the school that I went to a couple of weeks ago, and a couple of other schools and students I've spoken to. You know, the ability to analyze data, the ability to make critical decisions, the ability to okay, reading and writing and and all that stuff. I think you you know. That, that's that's always going to be a given. Everyone needs to learn to read and write and do math um, to whatever degree. And, and I think, you know, art and music and all that stuff is important, do even other languages. But doing it in a eight hours a day format and everyone does it the same and everyone gets it in the same format and everyone has to respond in the same format. I think that's where... Standardized, yeah. Yeah, well, well it's standardized because what, what else could you have done 100 years ago? Mm. But now, I mean... I was talking to my, my mother-in-law in the car today. I mean, you know, my kids know how to use a cell phone. They know how to use tablets. I mean, at two and five. But they don't know how to use a remote control on a TV because tactically it's different. Mm, yeah. Wow. You know, they just and, – and they know how to ask Alexa to play music. They know how Alexa to turn the TV on and off. 
they don't. They, I mean, they know what a TV remote is because we can. We ask them to pass it to us, but they don't. They haven't. <laughs> but like I asked them, like when should you know when should I be worried? It's well, you know, six, seven. You know, that's when they start using that kind of stuff. So it's like okay, so it's not so bad. But you know, in the same token, I, I sat with a whole bunch of kids who didn't know to use Excel at twelve. That made me nervous. Like, mm. I, I mean, I wrote my first piece of software at twelve. So, okay. I was the one in 30 in the class, maybe, or one in 60 in the class. But, you know, Excel, Word, PowerPoint, they're these things that we use all the time. You know, the Google version, Sheets, I don't know what, the Slides or whatever it's called in Google Workspace. Mm-hmm. But, but that, sort of, that, that sort of knowledge and capability, you've got to just have knowledge. You can't be uh, so far on the back burner that you're waiting for school to teach you. Like, you have to be able to learn that yourself. Mm. Anyway, I mean, that's, like I say, it's a longer discussion. Yeah, but, no, definitely. Interesting stuff for sure. Um, so people want to sign up again for the um, the value community. What was that URL they should go to? It's community.value.ai. Great. And that's value, V-A-L-U-U. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Whenever I say value, it's always spelled with two U's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the assumption now on that will be the dominant it's, it's use so of the bad. word value. Um, <laughs> I write emails, I put them in like mirror boards, everything is spelled with two U's and I keep it. Someone says, this is spelled wrong. Oh, no, it's not spelled wrong. That's how my company is spelled. I'm like, oh, okay. The joys of branding. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I want. I want, to, I want to own the brand like Coca-Cola owns Colby. Exactly. There you go. So, it needs to be ownable. That's it. Super. Thanks, Heather. Good to catch up. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Until next time. Yeah, there. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Heather Bicknell is our producer and editor. Thank you, Heather, for your hard work on this episode. Please subscribe to the series and rate us on iTunes or the Google Play Store. Follow us on Twitter at the DWW Podcast. The show notes and transcripts will be available on the website, www.digitalworkspace.works. Please also visit our website, www.digitalworkspace.works, and subscribe to our newsletter. And lastly, if you found this episode useful, please share with your friends or colleagues.